This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Hello and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast. Today we are heading to California to chat with Jackie Ferguson. Jackie is a certified diversity executive, speaker, podcaster, and author. She's one of 200 women leaders from across America actively shaping the world into a better place. Love it. Her latest book, The Inclusive Language Handbook, is available now. So my dear Jackie, welcome to the RV. Thank you so much, Lucy. I'm so excited to be here with you. Yes, of course, it's my pleasure, Jackie. And before we dive into all the fantastic work you've been doing, I've got to ask, you are originally from New York State, is that correct? That's correct. Yes, I grew up in Dutchess County. Mm -hmm. But you made the move to Raleigh. Yes, so I grew up in Dutchess County, New York. I went to college in Florida at the University of South Florida, and then I settled in the middle in Raleigh, um, kind of like a Goldilocks story, not too hot, not too cold. And so um, love it in North Carolina. But today I'm attending a conference um, with EY in California. So getting to travel this week. So I think you got these streams of cold, hot, warmth, and now you are in the perfect place like I think that's right California has a very very nice weather and it definitely does it's so mild here especially at this time of year when you know coming from New York it would already be cold so I'm enjoying the um you know the weather and the nice evenings here in California this week mm-hmm. and you mentioned that you love cooking and spending time with family. I do. I know that your daughter, Diana, is the light of your life. Indeed. Yes, she is 21. She'll be 22 in December. Um, She attends school in North Carolina. And um, yeah, she has been, she's my only child. And so she has been the center of my universe for almost 22 years and a wonderful, wonderful smart and caring person. So I'm so proud of the young woman that I raised. Jackie, we are curious, what what's that one superpower Diana possesses that makes 
you admire her the most? Wow, Lucia, that's a, an amazing question. I would say her ability to forge relationships that are deep and meaningful. She is the best friend. And I love that about her. So sweet. <laughs> yes. She sounds like a wonder, I think. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your upbringing? Absolutely. So I'm in the diversity space. So my organization, the diversity movement is a DEI company that focuses on solutions for organizations that create belonging for their employee base. When I grew up, um, I grew up in a multi-racial, multi-generational, um, multi-regional household. And so I had diversity around my dining room table. And so understanding different perspectives and how to message differently, depending on the experiences of different people, right? My mother and father and grandparents mm -hmm. um, all had different experiences and how they were raised in, in the regions that they lived in, um, their, you know, age groups. And so it was um, easy for me over time to really understand how to message people and, and how to connect with people that were different from me. And one of the things, Lucia, that my grandmother told me when I was very young, she said, no matter who you are, I can learn something from you and you can learn something from me. And that has stuck with me my entire life. And it's the best advice. And it allows me to think about that when I'm having conversations with people that are different than me, that have different perspectives or opinions than me. And um, it's a it's a great connector. So I'm I'm thankful for that and many, many other pieces of information and, and advice from my grandmother. I think your your grandma must have been an amazing lady. And uh Jackie, let's talk about your brainchild, the diversity yes. movement. Yes. So can you share the journey of how it evolved? From an yes. online course, I was thinking, wow, from an online course into the successful business it is today. Absolutely, Lucia. So we uh, and uh, I and a few others were working for an organization called Walk West, which was a marketing agency. And one of the things our CEO, who was also my husband, <laughs> um, determined was DEI is necessary to uh, do good work in marketing. You want to broaden your messages so that you can reach more uh, people and, you know, message a, a larger consumer base. And so to do that, uh, you needed diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so we had been creating courses um, for marketing, um, social media, and um, um, executive presence and personal development, things like that. But he said, let's create a course for DEI. And so I raised my hand volunteer to, to lead that. And in that, I learned so much. We created this course. It was successful. And our customers started saying, great, thanks for the course, but what's next? What do we do now? And so from there, the diversity movement was born. Um, and it's been about three years 
And then last week, Lucia, new information, our organization was acquired by another organization, a $100 million organization called uh, Workplace Options, that's also based in Raleigh, North Carolina. And they are um, a premier provider for well-being solutions for uh, employees. Uh, and they are in many countries around the world. And so that occurred last week. So new information, um, but we're very excited about the journey that we've taken uh, with the diversity movement and the people that we've been able to, to help and, and provide good resources for, good information for, so that they feel that they can bring their full selves to work. That sounds just great. Congratulations. Only Thank you. As someone who promotes inclusion and equality, what are some lessons that have shaped your perspectives over the years? You know, I would say, Lucia, just being open, right? So many times we think we have all the answers. And so many times when we're engaging with people, we're listening to respond and not listening to understand. And so taking time to slow down and connect with someone and understand a different perspective has been beneficial, not only just in the DEI work that I do, but in the general uh, work that I do and, and how I'm engaging with people, not only in the workplace, but in my community. Um, and so that has been an important lesson. The next one is, uh, you know, the brainchild of, of how I created the book is the language that you use. Um, can make people feel valued, respected, honored, or not. And so beginning to understand that um, was a really eye-opening for me that, you know, through conversation, you can make people feel seen or not. And so that was the impetus to create the Inclusive Language Handbook. Exactly. Actually, please tell us a little bit more about this book. Is it fiction or nonfiction? So it's nonfiction. It's really a um, it's a guide to help you understand how you can choose words that make people feel valued, safe, welcome. And it's the intentional choice of words that um, honor identities and honor experiences. And so what you'll find in the inclusive language handbook is it's it's really a handbook that gives you good some good information, things that we often say that we shouldn't and what we should say instead and why, and then um, gives you some reflection pages to um, facilitate your own learning, right? Because everything that we do, especially around people, is evolving and it's a practice. We're not going to get it all right all the time. But there are words that we can start to use that make people feel more included. One of the things, Lucia, that I struggled with was, you know, as a Northeasterner growing up in New York, we use the word guys to incorporate everyone that we're talking to, right? So hi, guys, bye, guys, thanks, guys. And that's not an inclusive term. And so changing that one word to everyone allows us to be more inclusive of all identities. Um, but it takes time and it takes practice. And you're going to trip over those things that you've been saying all your life, right? And there are lots of words like that um, that you can think about. Also, sometimes we have uh, words in our vocabulary that have 
a historical significance um, that are negative. So one of the things that I reference often is like the word grandfathered, right? And we should say legacy instead of grandfathered. So when you get grandfathered into, um, you know, a country club or whatever the thing is, um, you know, that was a term that was coined in the American South after the 15th Amendment to prevent Black Americans from voting. So that the term was, if your grandfather could vote in 18, you know, before 1867, which, you know, the Emancipation Proclamation was in 1863. So that was not something that we could do as people who were enslaved, right? Then you can vote, no problem, right? And it's just those ways to, um, you know, make sure that people are disenfranchised. And so, you know, when you say a word like that, it can trigger for people, um, another thing to think about is like trauma induced language. So if you say, and, and Lucia, I've said this a million times, right? I skip breakfast and I say, oh, I'm starving, but I'm really not starving. I just skipped breakfast. But for people who grew up food insecure, right, that can be a triggering, a triggering term. And so you'll just want to think about the, the words that you use, the phrases that you use, um, and make sure that it's creating environments where people feel safe, they feel that they, they belong, um, and they feel welcome. I love the deeds. I love this book. I have I need uh, to read it. Actually, it will teach me some new terms, of course. My husband now, he said, we cannot write guys in the emails. Yes, write. That's right. That's guys, right. No. Because there are women also receiving these emails. Absolutely. Definitely. And you want to make sure that they feel seen. And then when you think about people who are non-binary, um, that are, you know, another it's another gender identity, you want to make sure that they feel included. And so, yeah, everyone is a great term um, and to use that includes, you know, all people. And um, it, but again, Lucia, it's okay that it takes time, right? You're going to trip over it a little bit and that's fine. It took me a while to work myself out of that thing that I've said for my whole life. And so, um, but it's okay to learn. It's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to correct yourself. It's all a journey. And, you know, ultimately people appreciate the fact that you're learning, that you're trying to, to make a, a more inclusive environment around you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's so important. What a great yeah. work, Jackie. You oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And now I know also that you have a podcast. I do. I do. Oh. I I love it. It's it's called Diversity Beyond the Checkbox. And it's a you know an interview podcast where I'm able to talk to amazing people around the world who are authors or business leaders. Um, or activists, um, 
doctors and, and uh, sports agents, even I've got a lot of different types of people on the podcast, and I get to ask them questions based on their areas of expertise and learn about them as individuals. And it's really opened my eyes to a lot of amazing new perspectives, ways to think about things, borrowing courage from these, you know, amazing people over the years. And so I'm over a hundred episodes, which is great. And um, very excited about continuing that and, and the conversations that I get to have with amazing leaders yeah. around the world. Yes. And we learn so much. Absolutely. Every conversation. Isn't that right, Lucia? And I know you've got almost 400 episodes under your belt. I know that you've got um, some amazing learning that you've done from all of the amazing people that you've had on your show as well. Yes, every day. Yeah. Every, today I'm learning new things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are also the vice president of content and programming at the Dirt yes. Movement. Yes. So what aspects of your work you are you most passionate about? Because you've been, you've been doing so many things and I'm curious yes. to know which one you you prefer. Well, you know, it's it's all interconnected. Another thing that I'm doing currently, Lucia, is um, leading our products. And so right now I'm building a um, leadership assessment tool called LeaderView. And what it does is it helps leaders understand the competencies to become inclusive leaders. So as our world becomes more diverse and our, our employee base becomes a situation where people are looking to connect more in the workplace with their employers, um, with the people that are leading them. They want their values to align with the places that they work and the people that lead them. And so to become an inclusive leader is needed to lead these generations that are having different expectations than I did coming into the workplace at, you know, 22, 23 years old, years and years and years and years ago, um, they have more expectations of those values aligning. And so to become an inclusive leader, create sustainable business. So there are seven competencies that um, will allow you to be an inclusive leader and lead your teams better. And so I'm in the process right now of creating that assessment tool um, that's being used already by uh, large organizations around the world and testing with me, which is great. Um, but, you know, I love writing content, um, you know, that's at the heart. And then we do great webinars every month at the diversity movement that are free for people to attend and learn. Um, and so it's hard to choose my favorite, but I'm very excited about the, the project with leader view and, um, you know, I have an amazing team around me that helps facilitate everything um, and, and allows us to put out lots and lots of amazing content every month. Wow, that sounds so, so impressive because you are doing so many things and you still have time to cook, as you said. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Lucia, cooking is is how I get my downtime, right? So when I'm in the busyness of my day and and working and trying to hit these you know deadlines and and meet these customer needs 
the end of the day, my favorite thing to do is just come home, spend time with my husband, my daughter when she's home from school and just make a nice meal and and show love through that way. We need to as well. Absolutely. That's right. And last, what professional goals and aspiration Mm -hmm. are you currently working towards? Great question. So with our company just being acquired, you know, everything's a little bit up in the air. And so what's next for me? You know, I think I want to find a lane within this larger organization that really continues to allow me to teach uh, individuals how to care for each other more and respect each other more. I think we need that in our world. Uh, and so finding that that lane within this larger organization that can help me continue to do that is what I'm passionate about. Would you like to leave a message for our listeners today? Yes, absolutely, Lucia. I would say to your listeners, you know, continue to find ways to connect with people. There's so much more commonality that we have than differences, but very often it's the differences that are put out in front. But take time to slow down and take a moment with the person across from you and find that commonality, find that way of connecting. Um, Humanity is so valuable and just being able to connect one-to-one with another person who may be different from you and find that that way that you're the same, find those threads um, that are meaningful. Beautiful, yeah. wise words. Thank you. Thank you. And Jackie, where can our listeners find you online? And of course, your book. Yes, you can order the book at uh, theinclusivelanguagehandbook.com and you can find me at thediversitymovement.com. Okay, and your podcast? Yes, you can go to beyondthecheckbox.com to learn more about the podcast. Wonderful. And also, Jackie, I would like to invite you to write an article for our magazine, The Relatable Friends. I would love to do that, Lucia. Thank you. It was such a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you, Lucia. I really enjoyed talking to you today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.